Uh, I want to start off by asking, how many of you guys have moved house before? Yeah, cool, fun times. Yeah, if you haven't, that's awesome. You must have a lot of memories in your home. For me, uh, God has blessed us with four homes now. And each time we move house, there's a stage of sifting through all of the belongings in the house and deciding what stuff you're going to take with you when you move, what stuff is going to stay behind or be thrown out. (laughs) Um, So a lot of that is deciding what things do you need to keep, what things do you no longer have use for, have you grown out of, take up space in your house when they don't need to anymore. And I don't know about you guys, but I have a habit at times of holding onto things for a little too long. Uh, Things that served a purpose in one season, but now that that season is over, I don't need them anymore. So for me, that's stuff like stuffed toys that I had as a kid, super cute. Um, And because I have an emotional attachment to them, it's hard to let go, but realistically, I don't have the use for them anymore. So for me, when you move house, it's the start of a new season. It's a really good opportunity to stop and evaluate what things you've been holding on to and decide what things are going to come with and what are going to stay behind. You don't want to have to carry too much with you if you can avoid it. And part of embracing that new season is letting go of the old. In John chapter 1, verse 23, it says, John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. God has really been moving in 2021. For me, my dad, like I saw my dad celebrate one year of being free from a 30-year drug addiction. My brother got saved. I've watched friends of mine step into faith-filled journeys of their own and become on fire for God and so much more in just a year. So in preparation for this year, I asked myself, what do I need to let go of to make way for Jesus in 2022? I asked God in my quiet time, what is currently in the way of our relationship? What needs to go? I want to share with you all three things I'll be shredding today to prepare for this year to make way for the Lord in my life. Number one is laziness. As a person who's often content with simple things, I find it really hard to be motivated sometimes to put in the effort for greater things. But I don't want to be like that with my relationship with God. Galatians 6 verses 7 to 8 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. But for he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. For he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Wells go deeper when you dig deeper. I want to develop discipline in my life so that I can go deeper in my relationship with God. And to do so, I need to get rid of the lazy habits I've been holding on to. Number two is cooperating with the enemy. Sounds really bad, but what I mean is believing the lies. One of my favorite scriptures in Ephesians 6, uh, 10 to 20, begins with, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Unfortunately, as children of God, we're walking targets for the devil, and he'll do what he can to, to come between us and our Heavenly Father. It often feels like the closer you get to God, the stronger the opposition. You start coming to church, and anxiety grips you. You join a connect group, and lies about not fitting in creep in. It's important for us, for me, to recognize where the enemy is interfering with your relationship with God and stop believing the lies. And number three is intimidation, giving in to fear. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. If you haven't heard Pastor John's message on breaking intimidation, go back and listen to it. It's awesome. It gives a really practical breakdown on how to come against these lies of the enemy by addressing the spiritual root and how you can speak and pray against it. Something I want to be really intentional about doing this year. Stepping into new things can be scary. New jobs, new relationships, new friendships especially if you've had bad experiences before. 
but God has a plan and a purpose for each of us, and it's often waiting for us behind the fear. For each of these things, the way I decided what needed to go wasn't just by assessing what was too old, it didn't work for me anymore, but by looking at what I wanted to make room for. How much you take with you into a new house depends what you want to make space for. I want to make room for Jesus in my life in 2022. In fact, I want my life to be centered around him. To do that, I need to make time for him. I need to be disciplined and prioritizing my quiet time in the morning, not lazy and sleeping in. I need to stop letting the enemy get in the way of God's plan. That means I need to stop believing the lies of the enemy and giving him a foothold in my life and letting him create fear around some of the incredible opportunities he's given me. So I want to encourage you guys to all do the same. Ask yourself, what do you want to make room for in 2022? Reflect on the things that you felt were getting in the way of your relationship with God in the last year. Might be bad habits, like addiction, hanging around the wrong crowd. Might be mindsets, apathy or laziness, thinking you don't belong. You might be holding on to pain or anger, resentment towards others, struggling to trust people, carrying fear, doubt, unbelief, worry. All of these things crowd our minds and hearts and make it hard for God to fill us sometimes. Be brave. Let Jesus show you what things you don't need to take with you into this next season. I'd love to pray for us before I go. If we can close our eyes. Dear Lord, I pray that you reveal to us, each one of your children here tonight, what stands in the relationship of, uh, what stands in the way of our relationship with you. What habits of the last year or so are in the way of us being closer to you? What mindsets do we need to shift to make way for you? We pray that you speak to our hearts tonight, Lord. Your children are eager to hear your voice. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys. Good evening, all. Woohoo! Shredder Sunday, hey? When I joined this church, oh, it was probably about eight years ago, I was like, oh, awesome. Shredder Sunday, they're going to show us how to get rock hard abs. You can probably see by my physique, it didn't quite work out that way. But hey, you can have a seat real quick. What you'll find and what I want to unpack tonight is just share a little bit about my journey because what I've realized is that, um, yes, no, it wasn't a weight-related uh, physical weight related thing that we're doing. But what I realized over the years is that we all carry just a lot of spiritual baggage, a lot of spiritual weight. So that's what really tonight is all about. And it's been a pretty big journey for myself and Marina as well. And I just want to take a moment to thank you, Pastor Teresa, <laughs> for being just such an awesome pastor. If you don't know, Pastor Teresa leads us and she... Um, uh, she supervises, I guess, us as, um, as vision builders. <laughs> and um, with me, she's, a lot of times she's got to reel in the, uh, the line with me because I kind of step out and she's got to tighten the muzzle a little bit. So, but you do it so graciously, Pastor Teresa, and I thank you for that. But, um, but above all, I just want to say thank you for laboring the gift that you have for prophecy. <laughs> she's touched my life a lot. I can't believe this. <laughs> You've walked with us for the last eight years. Oh, man, what the hell? <laughs> this is what happens when you come to this church because people like you, you touch us. You labor to hear from God night and day. And, and here's the awesome thing. You don't just keep those prophecies for yourself, but you share them. I just want to thank you for that. Oh, man. If I'm going to start like this, where are we going to end up? Who knows? 
Let's go to the Word of God because that is powerful. Hey, my focus scripture for tonight comes from Matthew 6. Jesus teaches us not to worry, okay? And um, what I've realized over the years is that when it comes to Shredder Sunday, we can write all these things down and, and shred them through in there and then just walk out and we forget about them because we haven't actually dealt with some core issues in our lives. And that's what I want to touch on tonight. Worry is actually one of those core issues that um, it creates, um, that, that causes us just to put on a lot of spiritual weight, a lot of baggage that we don't actually need. And um, in Matthew 6, 31 to 33, Jesus addresses this. And he says this. It's written in the NIV version. All right, so... Do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? Now, the word worry in this, um, in this scripture, it's actually from the Greek, it's, uh, it's merino, which often the Bible kind of interchangeably uses uh, with different words such as anxiety, burdens, cares, struggles, or troubles. So what Jesus is saying in the scripture is that he's saying, don't get anxious about these things. Don't create struggles for yourselves. Don't, lo- don't burden yourselves up thinking about these things all night and day. And he goes on to explain in verse 32 and 33, for the pagans run after all these things. That's what the world does. They, they elevate all these material things and they chase after them, kind of lose focus of why we're here on earth. And, um, and he says, for, for, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So isn't that a cool thing? God knows we need them. Jesus isn't saying, oh, it's bad to have nice clothes. It's, it's bad to go out to nice restaurants. He, he wants us to enjoy things. But he's saying, don't worry about them. Don't load, load yourself up with these burdens. And then he finishes off with this beautiful promise. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Isn't that an awesome scripture? So encouraging when we, when we live in a world that's just full of worrying and fear and loading ourselves up with burdens. And, um, and here's what I've realized when I was studying the scripture is that at the core of the scripture, what it's actually saying is that, um, as I said, Jesus said, yes, all these things are important. Our Father knows that we need them, but we shouldn't elevate those things above God. And what we're doing by doing that, by worrying, is actually saying, God... I know you've created heaven and earth. I know you know everything. You've created everything. But just in this situation of my life, I'll be right. I I don't need your trust. I'm just going to start worrying about this myself. I'm going to start taking this burden on myself. When I realized that that's actually what the scripture is saying, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, man, we're just loading ourselves up with unbelief just by worrying about things. And um, I just want to share a few things around that. That, um, that I've kind of gotten rid of and how we actually load that on. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. Point number one then tonight is that, as I said, when we worry, we actually load ourselves up. It's not like God says, okay, let's send some worry to this person here or Gabriel, come over here. Let's send some worry to this person down here. It's not like that. I had a friend back, back in Kabulcha where I used to live down in Cabo. <laughs> gangster town. Anyway, <laughs> this guy, he was, he was my best mate, but he used to say things like this, life just keeps dealing me bad cards. And I used to be like, mate, what are you talking about? You've made bad choices. And he'd be like, whoa, whoa. I was like, bro, you prioritize work over family. You made the choice to keep getting loans for cars that you don't actually need to fulfill a need to impress people that you don't even care about. 
And you decided that it was a good saving strategy not to uh, pay for your registration and then, and then drive your car anyway. That may have been me, that last one. <laughs> in my defense, that was back in the day when they got rid of the stickers and you didn't know when your rego ran out. So I may have actually done that two years in a row. So definitely not a good saving strategy. But my point is that we make choices. And, and this one's got nothing to do with worry, really, but it's a choice that I made based on things that I believed in were important. So what I, what I found is that the majority of bad situations that we find ourselves in are really self-inflicted. They're a direct consequence of the things we've allowed our worries to drive us to do. So and that's what Jesus is addressing in this scripture. What, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? These are all essential things. But when, for, and I'll share about this in a moment, when you're not in a financially sound situation, it's not wise to go out and impress people um, with, with really good clothes or, or, um, or to drive the latest car and just load yourself up with burdens. And that's one of the situations that Marina and I, we found ourselves in um, a few years back. We were just in a mountain of debt and gradually just loading on um, just debt after debt and just making bad choices around our finances. And what I've realized when looking back at that is, as I said earlier, we don't get given these burdens. It's, it's our choices where we end up tonight. It's um, making things more important than God. It's trying to impress others instead of pressing God. It's doing things our way without actually hearing from God. Like I said earlier on, when we, when we say, hey, God, I've got this. That's what kind of happens when you just keep loading this stuff on and you end up on a night like tonight and you're like, how, how did I get here? All these burdens just continue and I've just got all this weight on me. And, and you might be feeling like that tonight. I'm going to share a story in a moment where um, Marina and I, our backs were just against the wall. And... Um, we didn't really know how to get out of this mountain of debt. We, um, I remember it like yesterday. We were, we were renting an apartment down at Kings Beach, and um, we were praying together, and oh, this one's close to the heart again. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, this is going to help you tonight. This is powerful stuff um, because God helped us through this. Here's what happened. <laughs> we were... We were, we were praying together, backs against our wall. We had about, oh, it was probably around about 50 grand of bad debt. Uh, we had tax bills that weren't paid. Just again, we didn't, we loaded this stuff on because of our own choices. We, um, we, uh, we had uh, tax debt. The, the landlord continued to ring me. The phone was going off nonstop. And, um, and we just didn't know a way out. And I had a Psalm, Psalm 18.6 moment. And this was it. King David, he was, he was, his back was against the wall, and that was the same with us. And I cried out to God, and I said, But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from the sanctuary. My cry to him reached his ears. And when, when I read that, I just knew, okay, we got to draw a, land, a, a, a line in the sand. This is a, a line in the sand moment. And, um, and we did three things to really break free from that burden. Did you want to hear him? I'm just going to finish on these three. Really quickly, number one, this is the hardest step. I overcame my pride and I admitted that I had a problem. I made mistakes and I got myself into trouble and I cried out for God um, for help. That was number one. 
Number two, I made a statement to God demonstrating that I was serious. Tonight's through to Sunday. I remember this time, man, this was powerful. I, I bound these credit cards. For me, I knew there was a spiritual force behind this debt. Yes, there was choices we made and I had to get practical help from our accountant. But I also knew that there is a spiritual force behind getting in debt and in, into other things that we load ourselves up. So again, I remember this moment. I bound these cards and I came here on the altar and we prayed for it and we prayed against to break the spirit of debt. And it was just like something just lifted off me. And I was renewed. And I know for a fact that tonight, when you make a declaration like that, by shredding your past and shredding the things you don't want anymore, that's the same thing that God can do for you tonight. All right? And then here, number three, let's finish strong here. What we did is we're in the middle of a series of prophesying. We just got scripture and we started prophesying over us and we started declaring the word of God and what he wants for us and what he wanted for our finances. Did you want to hear some? I've written them out. This is what I, this is what I prayed every morning over myself and my family. Um, I declare that I will not let my heart be filled with anything but love and let go of debt. It's Romans 13 verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding. I declared Proverbs 22 7. I declare that I'm not a slave to the lender because the rich rule over the poor. I declare this to release anointed, the anointing of God to destroy the power of debt. If you're going through financial struggles, these are the scriptures you need to be speaking. In Matthew 12, 28 and 19, I, I, I declare that I will bind the strong man behind debt and I declare war on the spirit of debt. And in um, Isaiah 43, 8, 19, this is, what I, this is what I pray still to this day. And someone here is gonna, can take the scripture home. It says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and rivers in the wasteland. I'm telling you. If you trust God, if you don't worry anymore, if you start saying, God, I want you in my life in every sphere, then He will come and meet you here tonight. He will come and meet you. And I'll tell you what, there is nothing that gives more freedom than just handing over your burdens to God. Who wants to do that tonight? as we get ready to shred our past? Because man, this is going to be a powerful moment that, that we'll be led in later on. But you know what? Where it all starts, it actually starts by getting right with God. So before we finish up, before we shred everything and leave things behind, I want to just take a moment for anyone here tonight who, who just doesn't have a relationship with God. I want to take out a moment to give you a chance to say, God, I've got all these things that I've burdened myself up with. Yes, I know you're going to help me with them. Here's the thing. He can help you with finances. He can help you overcome addictions. He can help you overcome bad habits that aren't letting you lead the life that He's promised you to lead. He can help you restore relationships. But what He really wants is your heart. So church, let's just close our eyes. Because I know there'd be three types of people in this room tonight. One, you may have never had a relationship with Jesus. You've never invited God into your heart. And you've never said, God, I want to 
not trust myself anymore. I want to trust you. I'm going to give you a chance. We're going to pray a prayer together where we invite God into our life. Where, and I'll just ask you, if that is you, to lift your hand. Well, then say, yep, I acknowledge your hand. I see your hand in the front row right there. And then we'll pray a prayer together. It's a simple prayer, a really short prayer where you'll be able to invite Jesus into your heart and start a relationship with God. So if you've never said that prayer, I want you to lift your hand. You may be in a position where this is my story, where you've known God. You've trusted God, but then you've gone left and right. And this is what weight does. This is what burdens do. They take us off course. They weigh us down. So if that's you, where you've, ne- where you've, you've walked with God before, but you've turned left and right, that's you as well. Then I want you to lift your hand. We're going to pray this prayer together. And I promise you, your life in 2022 will change. I see your hand in the front row. We're going to pray this prayer. I see your hand in the back row. We're going to pray this prayer in a minute. There's one more kind of people here tonight, and it might just be that you're not sure. You might be unsure whether you're going to heaven. And I know this for a fact that the devil gets in our mind. He does this with all these things that I've talked about tonight, and he especially does it when it comes to trusting God 100%. So if you're unsure, I want you to lift your hand as well. So one, if you've never trusted Jesus before with your heart, if you want to invite him back into your life, or if you just want to be real sure, along these three, four other people, lift your hand right now. We're going to, we're going to pray a prayer. I'm just going to look from the left to the right. I don't want to rush this moment, but I don't want you to miss out either. I tell you what, there is so much in store for you for 2022, and God is just itching. I can see your hand in the back there. Thank you. And God is just itching to get involved in your life. He wants to rebuild your life. He wants to be part of it. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, church. Let's, let's pray this prayer together. I'm going to pray it out. And then those that have lifted their hand, I want you to say this in your, in your seat, but say it. It's between you and God. Just say this prayer. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me. And that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me and my sin. I'm turning to you today. I renounce the devil and all his ways. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and the power of God. I thank you that I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. That I'm born again and that I'm going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Let's celebrate. As I said, this is where it starts. This is the new beginning, but we're going to go into a time of shredding in a moment. And I just want to pray over you over 2022. I just want to say this. If you do this and if you're serious about this, if you actually leave your crap in here, like me, we, we left our, 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 the way we looked at money, we left it behind, we didn't revisit it, God is going to do amazing things. I'm looking forward to just testimony after testimony in 2022. So let's be encouraged because God's on our side. He wants us to break free of this stuff. Thank you so much, guys, and praise God.